Joe Lynch here. This podcast was recorded before the COVID-19 pandemic. Because of the pandemic, the TMSA conference scheduled for June had to be rescheduled to October 21st through the 23rd, and it also moved. It moved to Chicago, Illinois. In the podcast, Brian and I discuss the upcoming conference, and we do reference it being in June. Now it's in October, and it's in Chicago. So for additional information, go to the TMSA today.com website. Again, that website, tmsatoday.com. Additionally, that website is chock full of good information for anybody who sells transportation logistics services. It's especially useful today because they have all sorts of online resources and webinars and stuff that helps us in this very trying time in the transportation logistics business. This podcast, again, is an interview with Brian Everett, the CEO of the Transportation Marketing and Sales Association, or TMSA. I think you'll find Brian to be a very knowledgeable guy. He's a very good guy, too. And you're going to learn about the future of, I shouldn't say the future of, it is the new reality of logistics sales and marketing. So please enjoy the podcast. Thank you. Welcome to the Logistics of Logistics, a podcast dedicated to exploring how things get places and the people who get them there. We'll talk with logistics and supply chain leaders about innovation, industry trends, and the future of the logistics business. Now, here's your host, Joe Lynch. Hello, everybody. This is Joe Lynch, and welcome to the Logistics of Logistics podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. Not that everyone's not special here on the Logistics of Logistics, but this is even more special. Today, we're going to talk about the new reality of logistics sales marketing with Brian Everett. Welcome, Brian. Thank you so much, Joe, for having me on the program. It is going to be my pleasure. It is my pleasure already. So, Brian, today we're going to talk about the new reality of logistics, sales, and marketing. And I know you're the expert in that. So we'll talk about that. But first, introduce yourself and your company. Yeah, so my organization is called the Transportation Marketing and Sales Association. TMSA is what we can refer to it on the program here on out. Actually, it's a 95-year-old organization. It's been around for quite some time. And we're all about creating a community of marketing, sales, and business leaders within transportation and logistics to really help them to be more effective, productive, and profitable in their sales and marketing strategies. And we do that primarily through three different areas, through education, through webinars, our annual conference every June. We have a digital transformation conference that happens in the fall. We have what we call TMSA Connections events throughout the year that happen throughout North America. So lots of activities from an education and content standpoint. And then we also really encourage heavily peer-to-peer networking and really realizing that the more that our networks are powerful and and we have good contacts and go-to people for solutions, the more effective you can be in your jobs and to your more value to your companies as well. And then lastly, just providing solutions to our members through our TMSA affiliate network, which is basically comprised of companies that provide a product, a service, or a value to our regular members or through unique research. We have our annual sales and marketing metrics study that we publish every year. And just through a plethora of white papers and very practical, useful information from a resource standpoint. Excellent, excellent. Brian, I know you guys are kind of the leaders in sales and marketing information. And we're going to talk a little bit about that as we go through this, but there's nobody else in the industry who has this kind of information. So it's great that you're going to share it. So before we get into that, tell us a little bit about you. Where'd you grow up? 
how did you find your, so what did you study at school? How did you find yourself in this business of sales and marketing in the logistics space? <laughs> That's an interesting question, Joe. And I don't think I am unlike most people in the industry, at least within our 30s, 40s, and 50s, where it happened more by accident than anything. I grew up in the state of Minnesota, lived a couple of years in the Phoenix, Arizona Valley area. That's a change. Uh, and then moved back. It definitely is a dramatic change. <laughs> and then my wife and I uh, decided to move back to the upper Midwest to make our permanent home there. So my first job was a corporate communications role with an international Dairy Queen. And uh, actually, that was a fantastic job just for the fact that my grandmother owned a Dairy Queen franchise Started that in a small town called Pipestone, Minnesota, which in the, the store is actually still operating today. But I kind of had that all Americana feel and heart for International Dairy Queen and got some great experience in the corporate communications front, leveraging my writing, communications and marketing skills. And then one day I got a call from a good college friend of mine who was recruiting for a little unheard of company called C.H. Robinson. Not and, unheard um, of anymore. <laughs> Unheard of anymore. Exactly. And so I asked her, I said, well, tell me a little bit more about this. And at the time they were looking for simply an editor of print newsletter, which of course at that time in the late eighties was a very common tool for marketing and communications. And so I said, well, I'm intrigued. Let me learn a little bit more about this. And so I went in for an interview with their vice president who was hiring for the position and, you know, he started explaining the world of transportation and logistics to me and my eyes got wider and my ears were perking up even more. And I'm thinking this is a fascinating industry. I've never really even thought about it other than seeing trucks rolling down the road. But tell me more. And so he did some good education for the next two hours about what it meant and then what this whole third party logistics concept was. And the fact with deregulation in 1980 and how that was really rapidly accelerating the growth of the 3PL market and C.H. Robinson was in the lead there. And so as I learned more about the organization, I said, hey, you know, you need much more than a newsletter editor here. And I said, if I can be so bold, I'm, you know, 24 years old at the time, just out of college, have a year and a half of corporate marketing experience, but I would love to put together a business plan for you. And let's look at this from a 30,000 foot instead of a very tactical editor position. And, and he was intrigued by it too. And he said, hey, Brian, I appreciate that you're aggressive and that you're young and you're green and you're eager to learn. And we're not quite ready to hire somebody at a high CMO level yet. So that's why we like you. You probably are the right base scale and let's train you and have you learn along the way. And then give us your business plan and let's figure it out. So I presented, took a long weekend, knocked out some real fundamental things that any smart marketer would do and presented that. And he said, hey, I like what we see. You're hired. And so for the next 11 years, I grew pretty rapidly, given the fact that I had to keep up with the pace of a rapidly growing company as well as a rapidly growing industry and quickly tapped into a number of networks, including TMSA as an association, and really started bringing some resource and more strategic thinking and helped to accelerate the growth of uh, C.H. Robinson through the late 80s into the 90s and ultimately helped them to go public in 1997 and laid some good foundation for C.H. Robinson then to really grow into the enterprise that it is today. So very proud of that 
portion of my career. And after deciding, after we went public and obviously having some additional personal dollars rewarded from our investment in the company, my wife and I had younger children at the time and said, hey, let's start our own business. And so we did called Mindshare Strategies, which is an association management company. And so for the last 20 years, one of our clients has been TMSA. So I'm essentially a CEO for hire for TMSA and bringing good value. And and I just have such a passion for marketing and sales specifically within this industry. So that's where I am today. Yeah, I'll tell you, Brian, that's great background. I mean, you really grabbed onto a a rocket ship when you joined Robinson, clearly. You know, I was the general manager of a 3PL after a long career in automotive. And I used to hear Robinson from my sales guys from just the free office. We'd always kind of bump up against Robinson. And somewhere along the line, you know, I got maybe a a sense that they were really big, but not that good at what they do. You know, just just okay, right? And this past few years, I had a lot of dealings with C.H. Robinson. I visited them up in Minnesota a few times. I've interacted with their some of their senior sales guys. It is a phenomenal company. I mean, I'm kind of shocked by it because, again, I had this misconception that they were very transactional and kind of just, you know, smiling and dialing. And then you go and meet them and they engaged like McKinsey. I mean, they are really an impressive group. But on top of that, they really are. I think their technology spend, you know, and I don't think I'm speaking, at, I think it's 100 million plus every year on technology. Yeah. In fact, their CEO just announced fairly recently some massive investments in technology. And they already have been doing a fantastic job of leveraging their technology platforms and, and doing some very sophisticated things. They are by no means a simple transaction. Oh, no. In fact, they, no. they really did invent the concept of third-party logistics, they, again, uh, given what they did. I went from thinking they're okay to thinking, oh my God, I had no idea that there was a company like this. Very they have fun. a game on it. I, I will say also, <laughs> having visited and spent a lot of time with the sales guys I worked with, I really like them. I mean, I, I'd love to have them on my podcast here. It's but, a great um, company. <laughs> so good stuff. So today's topic is... The New Reality of Logistics Sales and Marketing with Brian Everett. And I think based on Brian's background, you know he knows what he's talking about. So, Brian, tell us what is the new reality of logistics sales and marketing? Well, you know, and actually, Joe, the one thing I'm really blessed to be in the position that I am right now, because as CEO of an industry association, like I said earlier, I'm all about helping to build a community. And so the community of our members is just a combination of marketing, sales, branding, commercial development and business strategy people within transportation logistics. So it's a powerhouse community of people who really have their game on. They know what they're doing. They've got some great experience. They're learning from each other. And so I'm constantly just a sponge listening to their challenges, their best practices, their opportunities, and learning and then communicating back to our community, hey, this is what I'm hearing from this member or you know, I'm hearing, you know, 15% of our members are saying this now. Wow, what an amazing change or an emerging trend that is. So to answer your question, you know, and especially as I think about what's going on in our industry, there's definitely a lot of emerging trends that are now reality. And it's really exciting for our, our industry. I think in the past, really even in the last five years, we have really done such a great job of becoming less of an industry that's lagging in marketing and sales sophistication. And I'm really seeing fast forward very quickly, 
our members who are really jumping on to leveraging technology, for example. And that's really, I think, the first piece to talk about here today is there's so much trend going on in terms of better technology that's enabling engagement in prospects sooner. And as you and I both know, Joe, and certainly many listeners on this podcast, the habits of the buyer are changing dramatically. You know, the web and, and technology has enabled the buyer to look at things at a moment's notice rather than having to pick up the phone, talk to somebody, doing some discovery that's archaic. Now it's all about going right to the web. And within five minutes, you have maybe a clear vision or at least a general ballpark of where you want something to be going. And so it just has really hastened the RFP process significantly as well. Brian, we talked a little bit about this offline. Well, first of all, one of the things we hear all the time now is 90% of buyers in the B2B space, and I'm assuming logistics and transportation, warehousing people looking for those services are the same. They begin their buying process with an online search. And it could be six months or a year before they're ever going to talk to anybody because they're just, they know they're dissatisfied or they know they need some help. And they start online just looking for articles, looking for anybody they can find who can help enlighten them. Completely different than the past. And, and I always say this as consumers, we know that's the way it works. If I'm buying a new car, I know what I'm going to buy before I go to any dealership. I mean, I've done my research. If I'm not buying a new house, <laughs> sending your kid to college. Everybody starts online. And to think that we can still kind of be in that, as you called it, the lagging industry, lagging market, where we think everyone's waiting for a phone call, that's the thing of the past. Absolutely. So it's not just it's not just websites. So when you say technology is the number one trend, it's not just websites, right? Absolutely not. I mean, when you think about it, your website is really your number one sales entity these days because that's where a lot of your prospects are getting information right away. But what I do want to share with you is we actually are hearing a lot more advancement of use of technologies like customer relationship management, CRM, you know, whether it be Salesforce or other tools that are really helping to manage the relationship of your prospects as well as your customers. And then marketing automation technology is huge. Again, it's how can you take the mundane, redundant human interaction that really isn't as important and automating that so that as somebody's online with their website experience, you know, they can ask a question and they can get an answer immediately of frequently asked questions so that that human interaction isn't necessary, as well as the fact that they can get information immediately rather than having to wait to talk to somebody. So that whole automation piece is real significant in terms of advancement and sophistication. And then ultimately, obviously, it does still come down to a relationship business. So that human interaction does become critically important at one point. But at what point is the question? And I think that we as marketing and sales and business strategy professionals are really looking at that at a more sophisticated level and really asking ourselves, how can we make the entire customer experience be much more effective And at what point do we then introduce the human element and interaction? Yep. You know, Brian, I got to say this is, you know, being on LinkedIn quite a bit. I meet a lot of people via LinkedIn. Then they might listen to my podcast. They might attend a webinar I did. And then when I get emails from them or a phone call from them, so often, I mean, you know, we hear that seven or eight touches for every sale. I used to kind of think like, what am I, I mean, I got to call somebody seven times. And now I'm starting to realize over the last few years that those seven touches weren't you know, traditional touches. 
One, they attended a webinar. They mentioned they heard my podcast. We're connected on LinkedIn and we exchanged you know, comments on a, an article we both liked. And that's a lot of this technology is capturing those people. So you can, so, so you can actually say, if I got to make some phone calls, I want to call that guy. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that too, because even thinking about the life of the sales professional, I mean, I, in my own personal experience, I'm very heavily involved these days in commercial development and sales. And, you know, I not only have 600 members who are all part of the TMSA community to be able to manage those relationships, but then I also am in conversations with, I'm looking at my sales pipeline right now, it's over 100 individual companies that I'm in talks with. And even within those companies, I might have three or four key stakeholders that I'm having communication with. So it's mind-boggling to think about the sales executive who has that kind of a massive landscape of managing relationships. And the only way you can really manage it is through some sort of a technology CRM platform. And what's beautiful about that, and many of your listeners are very intimately familiar with the power of CRM, but the fact that you can just go to either Salesforce or HubSpot or whatever your platform is and you know shoot out an email and you have the record of all the emails rather than having to sift through your outlook in your email platform. And then you can look at, oh, that, you know, I made a call to that person three days ago, which I don't even remember at that point because I've made 300 more phone calls since then. But it's all logged there. You can see the progression of the dialogue. You can highlight, you know, most important pieces of what your discovery process is. So it really enables you to be a much more effective and servant to your leads and prospects and customers. Yep. And Brian, there's a company, Winmore, that they've been, John Golob, the founder, has been on my podcast a few times, and he'll be on it again because it, it very much aligns what my audience wants to hear. They make, Winmore makes like a collaboration software for when you want contracted freight. You have to talk to all these different carriers and you know, your finance department has some needs and your operations people has needs. Obviously, the salespeople are involved. So you have all these different groups. And in the past, you were just emailing yeah. spreadsheets around the company. And it was ridiculous. And the lack of insights on that information was never there. And so there's so much new technology. Every time I turn around, there's a new technology that I can use to make my life easier. And that definitely applies to our space. Yeah. In fact, even to piggyback off of John Globe and his organization, Winmore, they're an affiliate member of Team USA. Yep. And what yeah, they've done now is to automate the RFP process. And what they have done leveraging technology is incredible. Very excited for, you know, that kind of technology to be introduced to the industry as well. Again, it's ways that we can automate, capture information, channel information so that it's usable and digestible at the time that you need it to bring more value to the equation. And let's face it, that's what it's all about. We'll get right back to the podcast in just a moment. If you sell transportation or logistics services, the Logistics of Logistics can help you sell more. Our customized program will help you understand your sales personality, including your strengths and blind spots, get more sales leads, and improve your communication and salesmanship. We can also position you as a recognized industry expert and help you reach your target audience. To learn more, visit thelogisticsoflogistics.com. And now, back to the show. So the number one, the number one new reality is here is 
technology. And that takes a lot of forms, marketing automation, sales automation, website, SEO, digital marketing, CRMs, and then new tools like Winmore. <laughs> so many tools out there to solve the problems we have. Absolutely. So that's your first one. What's your second one? What's the second new reality we have to get used to in sales and marketing? Yeah, and there's a big new reality that's happening. And this really intersects heavily in our first conversation that we just had on technology. But it's really the talk around the customer experience. And we call it CX. And, you know, it really is not a new concept to B2C, but it's relatively new to B2B. But there again, you know, we in transportation and logistics, although we tend to be a little bit lagging, we are rapidly adjusting to this new reality of paying attention to the customer experience. And what that basically essentially is, it's all about focusing on every touch point along the way and every opportunity that you have to provide added value. Your entire enterprise is focused on that. So obviously, in the front end, you've got sales and marketing where you're looking at the buyer's journey and the experience of your prospective customer and what does that mean and getting them to ultimately sign on the dotted line. So sales and marketing are relatively tuned into what the customer experience is, but it's so important. And I'm talking to a lot of business leaders of TMSA member companies right now where they want to make sure that their entire enterprise is focused on CX their entire enterprise, all the way from marketing and sales to all the operations folks to customer service, every step of the way within their enterprise is focused on what that customer experience is. And so it's not all about just having you know a quarterly customer review and getting feedback, making sure that you're having dialogue periodically with your customers, but that there's built into technologies and processes and procedures built in every step of the way at every occurrence. If there's a blip on that customer experience, or if that customer gives feedback to somebody, and it might be somebody who's at an hourly level, just talking with them on a very tactical issue. And someone says, man, you guys really failed me here that there is a way that you can capture that and report it back into the enterprise so that everyone is aware of, hey, we've got a potential problem here. Let's fix it or whatever the case is. So the overall customer experience is hypercritical these days for success. Yep, I totally agree. And I think we see certain companies, Apple became famous for this customer experience. Absolutely. you know, you mentioned any little gap. So, you know, if there's 10 touch points, but, you know, we're really talking from before, during, and after the sale. Brian, when we talked offline, we were prepping for this. I told you about an experience I had where the sales guy sold on something. And then as soon as the sale happened, he was off to the, you know, to his best project. And the people who we started working with, who were responsible for implementing, were disconnected from what we have sold. And so they say, oh, we don't do it that way. Oh, we don't do that. No, we didn't agree to that. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) And so I think there's, you know, you got to make sure there's no gaps. And I think also, you're the marketing and sales guru. It also is important that we have a consistent message. So marketing kind of needs to almost get involved from, you know, way before the sale to way after the sale to make sure that we have that consistent message. And nowhere along the line does someone say, oh, no, we don't do it that way here. Great point, Joe. Absolutely. So technology is number one. That's a new reality. Totally agree. Customer experience. Great. What's another new reality we have to get used to here in sales and marketing land? 
Yeah, and actually, this third one is not necessarily a new reality, but it is the big, audacious reality that we're constantly struggling with. And I'm hearing this from our TMSA members day in and day out. There is still a big challenge of integrating sales and marketing. And obviously, marketing has different skill sets, different approaches to business, and different roles and responsibilities for the overall enterprise. And then sales has its own unique skill sets, personalities, and ways of doing things. But it is so critical that sales and marketing are talking to each other, that they're collaborating with each other. They understand each of their end game roles within the overall transaction, whether it's you know the pre-sell of a customer all the way to, okay, once you do have a customer on board, making sure that that customer experience happens, integrating from that standpoint, And we're really still hearing that there's a lot of hiccups along the way within transportation logistics companies when they don't have integrated sales and marketing. And the worst thing that you can do is have silos that are just not collaborating and talking with each other. And so I would really encourage your listeners to think long and hard about how effective the overlap and integration and collaboration is with sales and marketing and keep on working on that because we are hearing that year after year after year that although it continues to be an area of focus, it's still an area that many of our TMSA members and marketing and sales leaders are just falling down on. And and that really is a new reality of if you're not talking and collaborating between those two critical functions, you're not even half as effective as what you could be. Right. Well, I would say one of the reasons it's a challenge is most companies, well, I should say most, there's a lot of companies that don't have anybody in marketing. So you have uh, a website maybe, but there's no ongoing marketing effort. And so the sales guy is responsible for going and finding his own leads. Other times what I've noticed is you ask a sales group, and that's who I work with, I work with sales guys, and I'll say, how many leads do you get from marketing? And they go, none. I mean, of course, none, right? Nobody ever gets a lead. Or the ones that do get a lead will say, well, they send us stuff, but it never works out. And it occurs to me that they're not talking enough. You know, they're not having an agreement on, you know, roles and responsibilities, but also, you know, what makes us different and better? What's going to allow us to get some leads? What, you know, what are the marketing guys going to do to support me? And what do I need to do to support them? Yeah, actually, I did want to point out one of the, or a couple of the biggest marketing budgets by category was found uh, with our 2020 TMSA Marketing and Sales Metrics Study. It's a study that we do every year as TMSA to provide some real unique perspectives using some research that we gather. And basically what we do is we go to our members and even non-members and ask them, what are your staff sizes? What are your marketing budgets or your sales budgets? And where are you spending and investing more budgets? And where are you pulling back? on marketing and sales budgets. And it helps us to really identify emerging trends. And to your point about lead generation and collaboration, you know, I look at all of the different tactics and areas that go into a budget. Two of the top areas really are in digital advertising, website and SEO and content marketing. Those three areas combined make up the top expenditure of marketing budgets. But then interestingly enough, this is very traditional still But trade shows and events are a good second. It's about 15.3% of our uh, respondents in the 2020 sales and marketing metrics study specifically said that that's where they're spending most of their dollars as well. So when you think about the fact that, you know, that customer acquisition is still so important, but also brand awareness, 
customer retention, demand generation, customer experience, all those areas, all of those areas really do require close and strong collaboration between sales and marketing. Yep, absolutely. Brian, do you know Adam Robinson over at Saracis? Yeah, I do. So Adam, a good friend, and he's been on my podcast at least once, and I was on his podcast too, and so impressed with what he's been able to do. And one of the things he talked about, and I think this is probably rare, when he started over at Saracis, it was still relatively small compared to what they've grown into. And he got in the habit of meeting every year with everybody who worked at Saracis and trying to understand what do we do for our clients? What should we do for our clients? He asked, he became very close to those people. And then he really... He really develops a lot of great leads for his sales team, and they work really hard to stay integrated. I don't see that all the time. It's a rarity in the market, in my experience. Yeah, and I would very much say that's the case, too. There, there's, Like I said, there's a lot of work that needs to be done in that area. Yep. So these are three great trends. We got first the technology, then we got customer experience and integrating sales marketing. So, Brian, please summarize these three and give us a parting shot on each one of these. Yeah, actually, you know, again, for the use of technology, and I'll, I'll kind of cite a couple of statistics in the sales and marketing trends report. When we really look at the investments that's going on, CRM and marketing and sales automation, those are the key areas in terms of real meaningful investment in technology. It really enables not only that transaction and that relationship building that happens, but it also enables you to be at the right place at the right time through the digital efforts that you're doing from a marketing standpoint. So I think that leveraging technology is so critical. Secondly, as mentioned, the customer experience. And we're really finding more and more that, like I said, the marketing and sales and business leader of transportation logistics, they're very focused on customer experience. And really start to be thinking about how you can leverage that and change your culture, you know, work with top management to talk about, hey, how can we, you know, here are the benefits of customer experience focus, but then how can we change the culture so that we really are customer centric by using that? And then lastly, again, that integration of sales and marketing. Some of the things that I'm hearing from our members are even just having a sales and marketing summit where They get their sales and marketing teams together at least once a year, just so that there's some collaboration and a refocus and re-energy of what is the priority for the business. And then how do sales activities roll up into that? And then how do marketing activities roll up? And really making sure that we're all singing from the same songbook there too. So those kind of activities can be extremely beneficial as well as, you know, just periodic connection and then reporting. If there's any way that you can develop and leverage the technology that will enable solid visibility and transparency into what's going on and, you know, the life cycle of prospects as you're getting them through the buyer journey all the way to What's the life cycle of the actual client and where are they at and what's the status of that? So all of these three areas really do intersect and overlap in so many different ways. So stay focused on them and you'll have some great success. This is excellent, Brian. Thank you so much. So if people want to learn more about, first off, just the stuff we talked about, which is really going to help you get to the next level in your sales and marketing, how do they learn more about what you guys are doing over at Transportation Marketing and Sales Association? Yeah. So really, I would encourage you to come to our website. There's so many valuable assets, even not as a member that you can find. And so our website, it's 
sa-today.org. Uh, we've got a very robust blog. A lot of our members are contributing editors. They're contributing their ideas and best practices. There's definitely some insights within our sales and marketing metrics study that you can find there. So it's just a great opportunity to see what's going on within the industry and getting some good feedback there. So again, it's TMSA. There's definitely plenty of information that is gated. But what I'm saying is there's a way that you can get some good value and at least get a taste for what TMSA is all about with some of the ungated. If you go to the website, you're going to want to well, that, that would be the hope. Exactly. Yeah. So what we'll do, Brian, is we'll put a link in the show notes here, how to link up to you on LinkedIn and also to TMSA. Now, you mentioned earlier some conferences. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. And I did also want to just point out before I get into the event activity that we have going on, I very much am a servant leader. By that, I mean, I want to make myself available to any marketing or sales or business practitioner within the industry. So also feel free to just pick up the phone, give me a call. Our direct line at TMSA is 952-466-6270. My extension is 201. Happy to take any phone calls. But also, if you're interested in learning more about some of the opportunities to engage in TMSA, we do have every year our annual conference in June. This year, it'll be in Nashville, Tennessee. So a great city to have some fun. But it's an intense three-day conference Absolutely. Looking forward to having you to there, Joe. And it's amazing the content that you walk away from, the ideas, your mind is about ready to explode because there's so many opportunities to get exposed to, you know, best practices, what other companies in transportation logistics are doing, and what are some people not doing effectively. There's lots of facilitated dialogue that really gives you access to that, as well as thought leaders and subject matter experts Just a real solid program that I'd encourage you to take advantage of. Yeah, Brian, you know, if you ask the average third-party logistics company, whether it be in transportation or warehousing or logistics, technology, all of them, if you ask them what their biggest problem is or what their biggest challenge is, it's always sales. It's always marketing. And I keep thinking we have all these tools operationally to help us do better. This is an opportunity, TMSA, it gives you the opportunity to say, I'm going to invest in the most important thing we have, which is growing our sales and also retaining the customers we already have. Uh, Very good point, Joe. And I think that's really what I hear from our members too, is the value that they get from TMSA is certainly the reinvestment of professional development so that they become better at what they do. But then the company sees some great financial progress through, you know, advanced sales and marketing practices. And it's incredible to hear stories from our members to say, hey, I walked out of this conference and I came back with this idea. In fact, a good example of that is, I mean, the big company FedEx back in uh, about three years ago, we had a fantastic theme on content marketing and FedEx literally changed their entire strategy around content marketing based on the content that their staff had gained from attending the conference. So it's pretty powerful stuff. And even the big brands are taking notice and realizing, hey, there's a lot to learn and gain from participating. Given if you can help people at FedEx, I'm sure you can help the average 3PL (laughs) slightly smaller. Exactly. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, Brian, this has been great. Thank you so much. I highly recommend people get involved with TMSA. It's a wonderful organization if you want to grow your sales and increase your professionalism when it comes to marketing. So until next time, onward and upward. And thank you so much, Brian. Thank you, Joe. All right.
Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Logistics of Logistics podcast, where we engage in conversations with experts in the logistics field. If you're an expert and would like to be featured on the Logistics of Logistics podcast, please email Joe Lynch at joe at the logisticsoflogistics.com.